Nothing gets people more fired up than religion. Amen? Oh boy. As someone whose career is inextricably intertwined to religion, I can tell you that even people who do not even attend a faith community or have any investment in one whatsoever get very passionate very quickly about religion, especially on planes when you're stuck next to them for like two or three hours. And most people believe that, that the way they were raised or taught or how they think is the right way. And they think this kind of black and white way, and it does something pretty predictable. Because, as we all know, if there is one who is right, then there is always someone who is wrong. There are people that are in, there are always people that were out. It creates an enemy. Religion, unfortunately, is really wonderful at making rules and drawing lines and creating adversaries out of nothing at all. There have been very few throughout history who were more religious than Saul, who we found in our Acts text this morning. He knew all the rules and stuck to them. He was an incredible person of faith in his religion. He defended the rules by any means necessary. And everyone knows that if you really need people to adhere to the rules that do not benefit them, if you really want to control the masses, then you really can't be peaceful. Violence is necessary. And as the text says, Paul, or Saul at the time, was breathing threats and murder. Humans are capricious. You have to keep them in line. Saul's practices of violence, public execution, and more in trying to weed out the early Christians who he saw as a threat to his religion was gruesome. But Saul really believed that he was being faithful. Saul really believed that that is what God required of him. And he felt completely justified in his actions And he wasn't the only one. He got pats on the back. He got reminded that he was doing God's work as he was killing Christians. At the time, violence was expected and acceptable in response to people stepping out of line, not just with religion. Saul was an exemplary religious person. You can imagine his surprise then when God actually struck him blind while he was on his way to continue his good work of purifying his religion on the road to Damascus. He was under the impression he was doing the right thing. He was vehement, energetic, organized, passionate. But he was so very wrong. By blinding him, God stopped him in his tracks showed him a different way, allowed him space to hear the truth, to see with different eyes, to be cured of his blind adherence to his religious teachings that taught fear of anything that would challenge it. In our gospel, to continue this theme of blindness, The disciples also were blind to the presence of Jesus on the beach and his invitation to change. 
they looked over, and I love how Jesus is like, oh, youths, young men, are you fishing? Have you caught anything? And they said, no, we haven't. Thanks a lot for asking. And Jesus encouraged them to try something different, something actually pretty nonsensical. How many of you have ever been fishing on a boat? Are you aware that fish can actually swim under the boat? Right? So to put the nets on the other side of the boat seems kind of silly because it's all kind of the same waters there. But they did it. And they were amazed at what they found. Trusting God, trying something new, gave them unexpected harvest and eyes to see and a pretty fantastic breakfast. To Saul's credit, back to our Acts text, once God blinded him, he got the picture pretty quickly, right? He was a quick study. He was a smart guy. He immediately repented of his actions and lamented the myriad of ways that he had gotten following God wrong. Can you imagine how devastating that must have been for him? (laughs) To know the blood on his hands? To think of the ways that he had destroyed the truth? But Saul and the disciples and the religion of the day were not the only blindness that our texts this morning speak to. There was also someone else who was blind. Ananias. Good, faithful, follower of Jesus. Early adapter to the way of peace and love and Christ. Ananias was all these positive things, but he was also blind to God's power to transform Because when God asked him to go find Saul, he said what my girls like to say to me when they don't like what I have asked of them. Wait, what? Surely you're not asking this of me. He wasn't wrong. Saul was infamous for killing believers in Jesus. Saul was the face, the poster child for the violent religious rule keepers and gatekeepers of the day. And Hananias was not interested in being acquainted in any way with this murderous dude. And I don't blame him. But God invited Ananias to something new. And Ananias trusted God and left his blindness behind. He went to Saul. He prayed for him, and he immediately called him brother, because God told him, he belongs to me. So with new eyes to see and faith for healing, he reached out and called this one who had been his enemy, his brother, a person who would have, without thought, killed him 24 hours before. And because of that ministry and faithfulness, of Ananias, Saul, who later changed his name to Paul and became arguably the most prolific preacher of the good news in human history, who proclaimed Jesus' life and love and resurrection from that day forward and lived a life of real peace. Do you remember the story of Paul when he was actually in prison? He was in prison lots of times. His chains fell off. God 
made his chains fall off, and so he was free. But the jailer said, if you leave, I'm going to get in enormous trouble. I'm going to get in huge trouble. I have a family. Please don't do this. So Paul just stayed. He's like, nobody else is going to get hurt because of my convictions ever again. I follow the Prince of Peace. And I'm just going to hang out here so that this guy doesn't get in trouble. Half of the New Testament was penned by Paul. He helped shape the trajectory of Christian theology, and his words still give hope and encouragement to Christians today. All because he allowed his blindness to show him something new, and because Ananias trusted God more than his fear. All of these stories of the blind being led to sight remind us of how God loves to work. One transformed life at a time. Each person on a journey, each person with their unique gifts and graces and unique foibles, each person given the opportunity to have holy sight and the potential to spread God's love and care exponentially. We see this message in Jesus' admonition to Simon Peter in our gospel. Simon Peter just had the best breakfast of his life. God made his breakfast, you guys. That's got to be some amazing breakfast food. And he's just sitting there. God made his breakfast. His belly is full. They just had this huge haul of unexpected harvest. And Jesus asks him the same question three times. Do you love me? And each time, Simon Peter says, yes, yes. And by the third time, he's actually kind of annoyed, like, Lord, you know this. You can literally read my mind. You know that I love you. And Jesus responded each time. Feed my sheep. Tend my sheep. Feed my sheep. We have been transformed, turned from blindness, set free from the rules of a blind religion to do one thing in the name of Jesus. Love. God's goal is the healing, redemption, and reconciliation of all creation. It is not coercion. It is not uniformity. It is transformation. And adhering to a religion perfectly cannot attain that. Only love can. Not some big, grandiose church or ministry. Not a Bill Gates level nonprofit. Not that elusive plant in the Amazon that will heal cancer, so all we get to have the 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 dessert auction for is just to get fatter. All those things are wonderful, and I pray for those things. But you, here, now, blind person, open your eyes and love who is in front of you. Love the next person you see. Love the person that stares at you in the mirror in the morning. Love the one who gets under your skin the most. Love the one you know you can trust. Love. And that love will motivate you in ways that you didn't realize you could be motivated. 
make you see things that you were blind to before. To feed, care, and love all that come in your path. Because you do know who Christ's sheep are, right? Everybody. Everything. We're creatures of habit. Me worse than anyone. I love my routines. Love to have my coffee. Read the Skagit Valley Herald. Have my peaceful morning. I'm very committed to my best laid plans. And I also have very definite ideas about my religion. But Burlington Lutheran Church, God may be calling us to something new. To trust. To try something, maybe even small, like throwing our nets out to the other side, even though we know that the fish can clearly swim under the boat. Maybe even to stop gorging on our breakfast long enough to remember Christ's call to love, to care. If a murderous zealot can be stopped mid-stride and turned into a peace-loving proclaimer of God's good news to everyone, can remind people of the abolishment of the rules of the law because of the supremacy of love, can be set free in his heart so much that it overflows to everyone he contacts, then yes, Anything is possible. Blindness does not have to be permanent. Everyone belongs. Even you. Amen. Let's sing together.